You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions Radio, Red Heat and Rage. I am Rage. Gabriel Moretzi sitting alongside the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. What's up, Gabe? Ready to roll. Ready to rock. Pete Yiannopoulos will step up and in. The coach, Pete Yiannopoulos, uh, will join us. We'll talk some college basketball, maybe a little NBA, but eh, it's that uh, time of the year. It's college uh, right now. It is college time. Big Ten tournament starts uh, earlier than ever. Uh, starts today. No, man. It starts today, man. Today. Today. Doesn't the Big Ten tournament start tomorrow? <laughs> no, man. No, no, man. It starts today, man. Five o'clock, man. Five o'clock. Pete Annapolis will step up and then Lou from Gamblu.com on the radar, yet Lou is missing. We might have to call Sheriff Joe Arpaio in uh, Maricopa County. Arizona, where uh, Lou resides. Lou's a man about town. He does things, right, Gabe? Successful real yeah. estate agent. Hey, when you got money in your Successful pocket. Successful handicapper. Good points. When you got money in your pocket and afternoons off, you can do a lot of things. And uh, I know that Lou, in the regular season, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks play day games uh, like every second Wednesday type of deal, like twice a month. That's a hot seat. And he goes. He makes it his business. Like he goes he, every day. He's got, he goes to every, he's regular every day game. But he always gives me the warning. Hey, Gabe, uh, D box playing Pirates tomorrow. <laughs> you know, can can we do the hit uh, later in the evening or on on Thursday? So I never got a heads up. Never got a heads up from Lou. Although, although the last message that I got from him, I sent him a message about something. He didn't get back to me um, for a couple hours, and he responded after. Sorry, amigo. You know, I always return uh, messages, but um, uh, I'm on the border on a hunting trip. Hunting trip? Yeah, so maybe he still uh, rifles out? I don't know. <laughs> hunting? What's he hunting? I don't know. I hope he's not. Wild like, boar? I hope he's not hunting like Mexicans <laughs> on the border. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the other side. <laughs> he's on the border of like Arizona. Gamble. We're gonna find out Lou has a dark side. He's part of like the militia group. <laughs> I swear a lot of our guests have secret dark lives. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think one guy's running a daycare center. Daycare. But- Good way to make some extra coin. Running a daycare. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, it's I, yeah, I it's something know. you just throw that one out there. It's good. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> He's got something going on. I don't know. I know that Tony Cicada will join us and yes. uh, find a way to offend people. I actually won a few bucks in my hockey DFS last night, Marenzi. Nice. <laughs> yeah, look, don't, God, I'm paying a couple dollar car. I won like 16 bucks. Like, I'm not a high roller. I'm just uh, I'm just getting my feet wet trying to figure it out. I played a, uh, I played a head-to-head I played a, a head-to-head um, NBA matchup uh, last night. Winner? Was victorious. Nice. And I just played a head-to-head uh, $22 Ooh. NHL head-to-head matchup. And I'll share share the lineup uh, with you a little bit uh, later on. Sure, but buddy. Speaking of fantasy sports, Fantasy Factor is the perfect daily fantasy site for the casual recreational player like you and me. Yeah, we're not like Dink Meyer. No, we're not. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't go to MIT. No, I, I don't think I'm. That's the thing. I, I went could to, barely spell MIT. Yeah, Mercy, I went to community college, as I told you before. <laughs> Fanshawe. Yeah, ba- ba- barely got through. <laughs> you know what's funny, actually? Go Falcons. You know what's funny, actually? <laughs> yeah, I actually did go to MIT. 
to what visit the campus or like you were in no, the, no. like a, a a class. I have a certificate and a degree from MIT. MIT Musicians Institute of Technology. <laughs> yes, <that's... laughs> nice. I thought you were going to say Montreal Institute punch, punch of Technology. Punch, what? punch what? it. What? M- MIT. MIT yeah. Music. Yeah. MIT Music. Punch it in. MIT Musicians music. Institute of Technology. Music. Okay. Let's see what we got here. MIT Music, Music and Theater Arts. Uh, I got the Massachusetts, Massachusetts Music and Theater Arts, Cambridge. No, I think I punched, punched it in wrong here. Let me see. MIT. No, I'm gonna I gotta do yeah. MIT Music. Yeah. See, I, as I told you, I went to community. <laughs> yeah, having problems I, I with the search. It popped up right away. Did it really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. M I dot E D U. M O M I dot E D U. Okay, that's what I'm talking about then. Okay, we'll, we'll get hit that one. Oh, I got child sponsorship program here. I don't <laughs> What the hell are you talking about? I'm on the website. <laughs> Me and Cam are sitting in the same room on two different computers. I'm still pissed. That, that'd be actually a I'm good still, I'm there's still pissed a about high point. There's a game show yeah. right there. What? what do you mean, low point? Yeah, yeah, what? Uh, smoking oregano. I swear to we God. Didn't, we didn't get high. Big man on campus is like 48 games over 500. Yeah, yeah. He comes on the show. He's Long, like Longwood. Longwood's the worst team in the history. I see them. They're, they're up 13. I'm like, what the hell's going on? They're 14 point dogs. We were never in that game. No, we weren't even close. Like, we didn't get a sniff, Parenzi. Like, we didn't get a sniff. It was like 19 6, 23 9, like Cam, the entire game. Oh, I know. I kept waiting for the comeback. There was none. There's no comeback. There was no comeback. It's not I, happening. Actually, I got a little bit scared. I had, the, I had the Wizards last night. They started that game up like 25 to 6. Yeah. And then uh, Milwaukee Good kept game. creeping slowly back. But, hey, we got it done. So we'll talk about uh, them a little bit later on in the show, too. I think we mo- both might agree. Nobody beats the Wiz. All right. So as I was saying, Fantasy Factor, perfect daily fantasy site uh, for uh, dumbasses like you and me. Yep. Flatter prize pools. We like it. Flatter than Allie McBeal. Smaller fields. (laughs) That's flat. Flatter than Ellen DeGeneres. Yet the prize pools are a stack. Yeah, like big mountains. They're stacked like Nicki Minaj. Yeah, there we go. Single entry contest only. Fantasy Factor runs NHL and NBA free rolls every week. Free entry. That's free. Free. Simply sign up and enter. www.fantasyfactor.com. Dot com play some uh, daily fantasy. Yes. So long point uh, should have got parlay up, but high point, high point, no low point. Oh. High point, low point, low point, high wood, long wood. <laughs> wood. So yeah, we shouldn't have been touching uh, that uh, that piece of crap. Yeah, even North Carolina couldn't get it done in that parlay. It makes you feel better though when you put one of those uh, you know, five six bangers with just money lines. At least two when two go wrong, you feel better. Yeah, I don't you? I didn't feel too good losing. I, no, I don't. It, yeah, it happens. It happens. But, uh, you know, we just got to win the other games, buddy. That's what we got to do. We just got to take everything else in stride. You know, the ice was good last night. The hardwood wasn't too bad. Got to be honest with you, college was a little bit uh, un- uneventful last night. A couple losses. Uneventful? Yeah, it was poor. It was beat down city. It, it was bad, yeah. It, it was, was beat down thank city. God, thank God for, for, is, for other things. Mississippi State, 18-1 on their home court. It lost by like 20. Florida murdered Alabama. <laughs> chomp, chomp, chomp. Like they, the Gators chew them. Like they chewed them up. Yeah, Alabama's not going to the tournament no. after that. <laughs> that, that how's, how's that performance? They're on the bubble. No, you're done. The bubble was oh. uh, was burst, <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, like the committee's watching. They're like, oh, uh, you God, guys just guys, got smoked by twenty four. Getting in for sure. No, that was horrible. Yeah, I had my uh, my ten point teaser workout. Alabama plus eleven. <laughs> 
those that's teasers, why, those teasers that's look why like before, you're like, man, Alabama's plus one in a game of like 17 and 10 teams. Exactly. Like they're they're totally you? even on a home court. I'm like, ooh, this looks good, plus 11 on the teaser. I don't know, dude. They lost by. I, I yeah. stopped watching. I with, with a gun to your head, you got to think that game usually would go within what one to five points for whoever. It's I pretty much a the to defeat Cam when it was like sixty-eight to forty-two. Oh, yeah, it's over. It's over. Florida absolutely just killed them. No, college was college was rough. We usually, we were on a real hot streak with uh, with college basketball until last night hit us in the face. Saint Bonaventure gets it done in triple overtime. Mm-hmm. That game was crazy. Eh? <laughs> go Bonnies! The Bonnies got in. <laughs> The Bonnies deserve uh, to. The Bonnies they are getting deserve in to. after that. They deserve it. They're, they're getting in uh, after that. No, the, the Bonnies are what? They're an interesting team, man. They, and the, the thing about them, too, they win games a lot of the time. This one you talk about in triple overtime. I've seen them hit shots at the buzzer to win games. They're one of those teams for a smaller school. They uh, they got ice water in their veins late. So, Cam, you got more notes than uh, Johnny Cochran at the OJ uh, yeah, trials. I put some uh, You've golf. got a lot of stuff here. You've got a, you've got a golf got, DFS lineup. I got a golf six-pack golf golf six DFS lineup. A DFS golf, good guys to, uh, to pay the price good for. Good guys, bad, bad guys. Good guy, yeah, good guys, bad guys. <laughs> yeah, some of that stuff. The only stuff. thing that stops a, uh, a bad guy with a golf club is a good guy with a golf club. <laughs> I, got, I got everything. You're right, Rensi. It's, it's weighing my bag down. It's pretty thick. All right, so you've got golf lineups. You've yeah. got golf six-packs. I you've got, got plays. Uh, I got a couple plays that plays, I put in already. You've got fades, good guys, bad guys. Yep. A couple other things there. Yeah, NHL, DFS lineup, some NCAA stuff. What else do I got here? Yeah, and some NBA stuff. There we go. Did you bring your bowling bag to the studio? Yeah, you want we if you want to play what's in Cam's bag today, yeah, it could be the best episode ever because I got some real weird stuff in there today. <laughs> I actually didn't want to play it till you brought it up, but uh, you're well, you're actually I'm going to make basically the homeless pe- guy people, at El Cortez look like he's wearing a tux. People uh, people have been asking uh, when, when's the next segment, what's the next time, what's in Cam's bag. I got side pockets too that have some things in it too. I did some uh, rearranging, but uh, let's just say, Marantz, if you're hungry, I got dinner for you in the in. In pocket number two. You know what, Cam? I was in the grocery store uh, the other day. I hate. And, I'm starting uh, to hate that store. Yeah, so I'm not like uh, Johnny Recycle, like uh, ah. Crazy Man or anything. Well, you saw the documentary. But I don't like carrying all these bags. Oh, no, it kills your fingers. So you, get, you, get, you get blood circulation. I bring problem. the same bag that I travel with. The gym bag. Yeah, that's so. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I bring the gym bag. That's how you get more groceries in. So, same thing, Cam. I'm in. I'm in Metro. And I'm stuffing stuff in the gym bag on the way out. And I'm like, what the hell is this in one of the side pockets? I had like 18, like crusty, nasty, old, dirty socks from my Costa Rica trip stashed in my bag that I've been walking around uh, going grocery shopping. We'll, go, we'll with. go through the bag later, but I just want you to lift it and feel like how heavy that is. That's what I walked around for an hour. Why do you think I'm like I'm, I, I, I won that prosciutto at Drew's uh, Stag? Remember when I beat down? That bag probably weighs about 60 pounds. you got to give me a little bit of credit. That's why I took down that fireman. Remember in that contest, Marenzi? You're like, I don't know, Cam. I don't know if he wants to. He goes, and you went up to the guys. You said, you know what? Cam might beat this guy who's ripped because he simply wants it more. <laughs> he wants that $250 prosciutto and a bottle of scotch more than this guy did. And I held it up. It was frozen. What did that thing weigh? Like 50 or 60 pounds? I held it up for a buck 18. I beat the fireman by three seconds. Yeah, that was that You was remember? You, you, you even told the guys. You go, I'm going to bet on cam on this one i was a big underdog yeah cam cam won a contest at a bachelor party i beat a fireman and a cop uh lifting uh <laughs> frozen prosciutto frozen prosciutto. 
You still have any of it? Is no, it? it's gone. I'm on my last uh, Ziploc. You had a hard time getting that cut up, though, didn't you? I sure did. Uh, I, there's a lot of problems with uh, these. Uh, in the world we're living in, everyone's scared, right? I thought I was going to go to the Polish deli, and they go, hey, you know, I was going to chuck the lady 20 bucks to, you know, cut it up and bag it. We don't take outside meat. Then I go, <laughs> then I go to the halal guy. I'm like, this, these guys will cut up anything, right? Nope, nope, nope. Please, sir, get that meat out of the store. They're afraid it could be contaminated, right? So I'm like, oh, my God. So I got this big, big, big thing, a tasty, salty prosciutto. I'm amazed you don't have your own slicer like Kramer on Seinfeld. Do you know what I got for Christmas, though? No, my Christmas. That's, that's what I got to get you. I got to get you like a big, like, deli slicer. You know what the problem is? There's, it, it's interesting you say that. There's two types of slicers. You can get the one for $199 that will fall apart, or you can get the industrial one for five, $600. Bucks no, that's that the one lasts. you need. Oh, for sure. Well, bam! Yeah, like, exactly. Like, right through like, the yeah, bone. You yeah, put, yeah, like, yeah. a pig in there, and I just go, Whoosh. I'm just sawing right through them. Just no problem, right? He's just building it. <laughs> uh, that bag is heavy, though, eh, buddy? Uh, we will play. I'll tweet this out right yeah, now. We what, will play. What's in Cam's bag? Yeah, there's a lot of different things in there. What's in Cam's bag some some you know maybe you could wear some you can eat you know it's just gonna be a it's gonna be a lovely treat to go through it's a it's a really bad bag bag, bag weighs like six i'm tweeting it out now bag weighs, weighs like 60 pounds oh at least at least like I, i'm on the train with that thing I, that's why i don't even go to the gym anymore i just lift my bag now with both hands i just rotate ding 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 problem is i'm not really getting getting a workout for my legs just my arms like popeye oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, pretty stupid. I, I actually look like a homeless guy, but the stuff inside is just a little bit better. But <laughs> and and more embarrassing, Gabe, the zipper broke. So like when it rains and stuff, I don't even have like uh, I'm basically have an open aired stadium there now. Everything gets wet. <laughs> an open air. Look at it. I got no zipper. I just I'm just loaded up to the top. <laughs> How are you doing there, buddy? Everything good? At least you have. Uh, at least you got a zipper on your pants. I do have a zipper on my pants. Chicago Bears uh, cut Mike Glennon one year one year into the $45 million contract. Good stuff, Bears. Oh, my God. We talk about what a joke. That one game that they played, too, I'll never forget the, his start versus Tampa Bay. Pick six. Pick. <laughs> and we talked about it on the show when we were doing Red Heat and Rage. Remember, we were saying this guy is going to get absolutely crucified that week. That was actually a really good – I remember smashing that game. But Mike Glennon has – even when he was at NC State, like I, I didn't really think the guy oh, – he's a prototype. Way overrated coming yeah, out of college. Just because you're, you're tall and you're 6'5 doesn't make you a good quarterback. Mike Glennon was bad. Brock Osweiler's tall. Exactly. Exactly. How about so, – hey, Drew Brees? Quarterback. Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, the six foot, the six footers seem to be getting it done. So there's a lot of rule change talk uh, in various sports. We talked about it last week with baseball um, allowing allowing any three batters that you want to come up in the ninth inning, not worried about the batting order. Talked about uh, putting it, runners on first and second in extra innings. So insane. Start the tenth inning with runners on first and second. <laughs> it's, so, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. We're going to talk about some basketball changes that are actually going to happen in the, in the NIT tournament, which means it's always a precursor for what the NCAA is going to implement in regular season games. They're like the test kitchen. Yeah, so we're going to run through that. Yeah, the laboratory. Yeah, the, the lab. Test lab. Yeah. So we're going to run through that with Pete Annapolis. Uh, but NFL uh, meetings going on. We talked about Jerry Jones uh, and the war that he's got going Great on. Great call last night without even predicting it's it. It's amazing. It's over. The pizza deal's over. Pizza Hut's in. No, Papa John's is out. No coincidence. Great call by you, Marenzi. When we I talked know. about that story, you that. go, it's done. It's, uh, what I, did I say? I said, they're done now for why sure. Why couldn't we bet on who's going to be the, the pizza carrier of the NFL? That would have been a nice Well, problem. that's actually, actually good. What do you think? So, 
I got Domino's. No, like I, minus, I, minus 200. No, but they signed Pizza Hut. I think it's final now. I think there's what, an Pizza up, Hut oh, came Pizza in Hut, yeah, yeah. already. Yeah, I heard an update that Pizza Hut's the winner. Yeah, I, I, already. Yeah, oh yeah, like they've already said we're Papa John's is out. Pizza Hut is well, in. Pizza Hut is Pepsi, right? Pepsi Co. Yes, correct. Yeah, Taco, so Taco, Pe- Pepsi. Young, no, it is Yum Brands. Yeah, but that's all part yeah. of they have a Taco deal Bell, with Pepsi Co. Yep, good Pe- call. Really, Pizza Hut jumped in. Yeah, told you, buddy. I've been on top of this. Wow, stock. checking out the stocks. Wow, good call, Cam. Yeah. My my uh, my my told you my tenants. Uh, That's the thing you really. My, tenant, my tenants a day trader. You really showed the NFL, Papa John. Yeah, yeah, good, good work. Hey, Papa John. <laughs> and you know the best thing about pizza is there's so many different companies. They basically said, you know what, go screw Can't, yourself. A lot of advertising on television is garbage and stuff. You know, I'm watching the Olympics, and you know, it's like a Tide commercial with a figure skating kid that got punched in the face, <laughs> and his mom's telling him it's going to be all right. Doesn't make me, you know. Well, you know what? I'm going to buy Tide. Yeah, but. People order pizza, and people get brainwashed watching football all day, and if they get, like, you know, 3,000 Pizza Hut ads in their face, they're going to order pizza. Exactly. Hell, I want to order Pizza Hut right now. Don't worry. There's something in my bag for you. (laughs) What's in Cam's bag? Coming up a little bit later on. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. All right, our Twitter. Our Twitter's blowing up. uh, Twitter.com. At Sports Rage, uh, people are uh, actually guessing what's in Cam's bag. <laughs> so we'll get to uh, the guesses. We encourage you to keep the uh, the guesses uh, coming yeah, in. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. Yeah, that's the thing. You can basically, I'd like to see a list of items, and then maybe we can. I wish we had prizes to give away, Gabe. Maybe I'll have, maybe somebody can come over to and watch a game with us and just hang out. And- <laughs> Eat or drink something from the bag. <laughs> you went, a, you went a, a tour of Melrose Place Studios. Yeah, I think Melrose Place Studios would be nice for her somebody to come by and uh, spend some time with us. <laughs> it's just me and you. We get lonely here. Pete Annapolis uh, joins us right now. He's always welcome in Melrose Place. Exactly. Uh, studios. RDS television analyst, uh, former assistant coach with the UMass uh, Minutemen, uh, public uh, public uh, announcer, as I saw last night on Twitter. College basketball analyst, uh, television analyst, radio analyst, and That's you also work in the mic, too. I saw you working the mic, uh, Pete, last night on Twitter. What was that all about? <laughs> yeah, I was actually uh, broadcasting the Champlain Cavaliers uh, quarterfinal playoff game, and I interview coaches uh, before the game and during the timeouts and uh, halftime. So one of my guys handed me the mic, so, uh, you know, trying to work, trying to work it. Yeah, whatever it takes, right? Yeah, you know, you you know. I'm everywhere. Co- yeah, you're like a coach. You're you're not asking the kids to do anything that you wouldn't do yourself. Good call. <laughs> so, um, Pete, NIT tournament. Everyone's talking about March Madness, actually, but I want to talk about the NIT a little bit because 
the NIT is always um, it's always the test, the test run for rule changes that they're going to make in the following year. And we saw it when they reduced the shot clock a couple of years ago in the NIT. And then they went right and did it the following year in every regular season game. So these are a couple of rule changes that are official. This is going to be in this year's NIT, guys. The three-point line will be extended by approximately one foot eight inches uh, to the exact same distance used by FIBA for international competition, 22 feet, 1.75 inches. Do you like this or dislike this, Pete? No, I absolutely love it. I mean, uh, the NCAA, I mean, they've done a lot of great things, and I grew up watching it. I got a, a chance to coach in it, and it's great, but... It's time to evolve. I think the three-point shot is becoming so prevalent and prominent in our game. And when you watch an NCAA game live, the line is so close. I mean, the guys now, I mean, seven-footers are shooting three-point shots. Uh, so it's, it's important that they uh, adhere to the global rules, and I like that. Uh, I want guys shooting it, a, a real three-point shooter shooting it the real distance. And I was going to say, too, you notice, Cam, like, you notice, like, at Madison Square Garden when St. John's plays, like, you notice, like, when there's a college game on an NBA court, and there's two three-point lines. It looks weird. Yeah, the kids always shoot from the three-point <laughs> exactly. line and the NBA line anyway, exactly. Pete, right? They, <laughs> they never step down. I always, I always get frustrated. I'm like, hey, kid, you're allowed to take a step, but they don't. So, yeah, th- this is interesting. Uh, all right, we got the free-throw lane uh, widened yep. from 12 to 16. What kind of impact does this have, Pete? Well, it's going to open up the game significantly more. I mean, right now we see a lot of cluster, a lot of congestion in the key in the NCAA, and you see the holding, the grabbing. This way you could see a little bit more isolations in the post and guys won't be able to double and triple team as easily as they do now. So when you watch the NBA game, you watch the FIBA game internationally, I mean, it's just a lot more spacing. Yeah, the NBA NBA is uh, is 12 to 16 feet, exactly. So it's going to be the NBA. Good point. So a guy like Bagley would have a hell of a lot more room to move without guys just slapping him right away. Yeah, remember when... Shaquille O'Neal played at LSU. Like, as soon as he got the ball, there was five guys on him. They didn't even have to move. They were just in the key. There's no illegal Shaq would just drop set and dunk on all of them anyway. But, again, he was just a freak of nature. But, yeah, it's going to help the game. Him and Stanley Johnson. Yes. The Twin Towers. That's right. Stanley Roberts. Yeah. Stanley Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. Hey, Pete, let's talk. Chris Jackson. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I got confused with the name. What did he change his name to, Chris Jackson? Mustafa Muhammad, Sharif Abdul Rahim. Rahim. <laughs> Sharif, uh, Sharif Abdul Rahim. No, that's the kid from that's, Cal. That's right. Okay. Raouf. <laughs> right, anyway. Ra- oh yeah, Raouf. That's right. Yeah, if we play the Nuggets, sir. Hey, Pete, what about this one? This is interesting. Now going more NBA style with the four ten-minute quarters as opposed to two twenty-minute halves. And uh, what do you think about uh, this one? This is very, very interesting, and I'm kind of glad that they're going this way. Well, that's the big one here, Cam, because when you look at the way games are officiated, and again, the officials have a difficult job, but sometimes we're watching the games and we're like, where do, they, where do we find these clowns that are refing and officiating this game? And they have both teams in the bonus in three minutes in, so yep. they're shooting one and one at the 17-minute mark, and then the rest of the half, and imagine that's the second half. They're shooting I like bonus. that. I like that's that. As somebody that bets the over. Yeah, yeah. For guys who like over, guys like, like <laughs> Pete, like, no kidding? Like, every night, like, I scour college basketball games, 
And when I'm looking to bet in game, that's that's what I'm looking at. Bonuses. Pete. Where are they at with the fouls? Because you're exactly right. If I know, man, I'm going to be going to the line for 14 minutes here. I'm going to get a lot of points. But how about this though? And one thing I think about the flow of the college game, Pete and Cam, it would really, it, you know, I think the biggest problem is the automatic TV timeouts every four minutes. Yep. If they would just eliminate one of them, make it every six minutes, all right, and then have yeah. a bonus one in the Gabe. What am I doing? No, it's, it's just like too much. Scary. It's money. But basically, you yeah. know this being a coach, yeah. Pete. Coaches don't even coach the game, right? You guys coach in four-minute increments in college. So they'll just tell the kids, listen, we just need to win this four minutes, all right? And they just sort of break it down in these four-minute instruments. But now I like this. Teams will start shooting two free throws beginning with the fifth foul of each quarter, Pete. You know, I like yeah. this as well. What do you make of this? Yeah, and again, it's in accordance with what FIBA is doing globally. I mean, here in Canada, we've been going FIBA for a long time. So when you're coaching, you know, you hit the fifth foul, and then you're shooting two free throws. So there's no more one and one So that will take away from the game. But I think it makes it more balanced. It makes it more even. And I think the, officiate, the officials are taken away from this game. Uh, I, I like it. I think at the same time, when you look at free throws and you look at those TV timeouts, I mean, head coaches love them because head coaches, especially in college, love to hear themselves talk, right? But speaking as a former assistant coach, we hated it. We're sitting out there, oh, my God, here we go, another TV timeout. We got to get up, huddle up, and our coach keeps talking. So I'm telling you, assistant coaches hate it. Head coaches love it. Calum, so what, what, what are you trying to say? That, that coaches uh, know when the camera's on and yeah. they put a show on? I can't believe that. Well, look at Jim Beheim, right? He knows where every camera angle is, where every camera is. 45 years in the running. He knows when to take off his jacket off. These guys, man, they love that. They get off that. And that's college basketball for you. But like Cam said, the TV timeouts are not going anywhere because of all the money that's being involved. But let's not talk about money in the NCAA. Big taboo, especially this week, fellas. <laughs> you know, the biggest impact one here is the shot oh, clock. This is this is unbelievable. So what do you think it is, Pete? The shot clock will reset to 20 seconds after an offensive rebound instead of the full 30. So if you get a defensive rebound, you're getting 30 seconds. But I like this. That kills the flow too much. I like this a lot. Possessions, possessions, yeah, shots, shots. in the game, let's yep. say a team's up by three or something. It's not over. They go in, yep. they take a shot, they miss it. It's a good point. They, they kick it back out. It's annoying that they get to kill another 30 seconds. I like the, the fact that they're shaving this 10 seconds down. And as a betting man, this is going to lead to more possessions, and we're going to look at uh, the totals here. In this. <laughs> I like this. I don't see how anyone can't like that move, Pete. What do you think? Well, forget about what it means for the game. It's all about what it means for the betters. Right, that's what we're talking about here. Of course, <laughs> uh, but when you look at it, it's like I grew up watching college basketball in the late '80s and early '90s. And if you can remember, the shot clock was 35 seconds, and then Duke would be up by about six, seven points, and then Coach K would go four corners. Bobby Hurley would hold the ball at half court, and then we'd have to that. wait 29 seconds before they would get into their offense. It was disgusting. It was horrible. They Remember Princeton? To... Princeton used to do oh, that. Yeah, the Princeton. They Princeton used, used to, go to go to the NCAA tournament yeah, and just Carroll. stand there and dribble. Yeah, that's Stand right. there and dribble and then take a shot with one set. It was like, come on, guys. Like, 47, 42. I grew up with that. I grew up yeah. with that crap, man. Yeah. I, you know, when I started watching college basketball, I got into it in the Ralph Sampson era. So, you know, like early 80s, late 70s, you know, Al McGuire and stuff, and DePaul was on TV, UCLA, et cetera. But I remember it was slow as hell, Pete. There were literally like 48, 46 games in those days. 
Well, that's why the NCAA, when you look at you know college teams, the head coach is the big-time guy, right? Because he's the one yelling at the officials, showing off on the camera, running his offense, slowing the ball down. Now you get an offensive rebound, you got 20 seconds. Don't forget, in FIBA, the, it, it goes back to 14 seconds, right? So hopefully they'll get back to that. It means more possessions. It means the players will have more opportunities to make plays and make decisions and impact the game instead of coaches just yelling and barking and swinging the ball and calling a timeout and calling another timeout. So uh, it's going to be interesting because there will be more possessions, and usually the team that has the most talent will make those shots. But, hey, in any given day in a tournament, a team that gets hot can make a lot of shots. I absolutely love the rule. Uh, they should have done it a long time ago. I agree, because now the thing is this game's not going to be over. You can't just milk it. You actually have to do something at the end of the game instead of just hold the damn ball. Pete, we know athletes and coaches, these guys are creatures of habit. Gabe and I were talking. Big Ten tournament, this thing starts actually today. This is the earliest it's ever been. Uh, you as a coach, how do you think it affects the players and the coaching staff when you're starting this early pre- pre-tournament? Yeah, it's crazy that they're actually going to New York for the Big Ten tournament, right? And if you look at all the miles that all the teams have to have to get to Madison Square Garden, I mean, look what Draymond Green said. He says, man, I wish they had that when I played. I had to visit all these ugly cities and play in these Big Ten tournaments. Not these big <laughs> <in> New York. <laughs> Draymond's always has a way of work. But, yeah. You know, um, what it is, though, now they're going to have 11 days, though, after this tournament to prepare for, for the real mm-hmm. tournament. And... Coaches didn't like that either, Pete. The Big Ten tournament was a real bloodbath all the time. You grind through. You play Sunday. The Big Ten game was always the last game on that Sunday at 4.30 right. or so. And then, you know, they'd go right into the, the tournament selection show with the yep. Big Ten champion and the, the teams still at the United Center or wherever in Chicago. And then, boom, they got to play on Thursday again. I think it's a massive advantage for Big Ten teams going into the NCAA tournament that they're going to have a week and a half off to travel, prepare, practice, rest, heal up injuries. And I wouldn't be surprised to see some other conferences next year and in the coming years start to try to move theirs up as well. Yeah, the season becomes extremely long, fellas. I mean, when you look at when training camp starts and they go six days a week and some of these coaches still like going two, three hour practices. So I think it's a really advantage for the big 10. First of all, they get to play New York. The players are excited. The coaches are excited. Um, they should probably put some curfew for some of the coaches, but we won't get into that uh, in New York city, but you're right. If you ask anybody, they'll take the rest and recuperation a lot more than being fresh. I mean, you're playing Sunday afternoon and then you get an early Thursday game in the NCAA tournament. The Big East holds the right till 2026, so they'll always have to go a week early. But this is an advantage definitely to teams uh, playing one week ahead. But you look at there's some really good teams here. Uh, and finally leaving Chicago, leaving Indiana, and playing at an MSG, it's going to be great. Probably the games, the first couple of games, won't have too many people in them. Uh, but playing in the Garden is so exciting. What do you think of... Uh... What do you think of the Big Ten teams going into the tournament? I'm not fully buying into Michigan State. What about Purdue? Purdue, I'm not buying into Purdue, Cam. I'm buying into my Michigan Wolverines. Ooh, dark horse. The Michigan Wolverines. Uh, you know, being way undervalued by the odds makers at 80-1 to 1 to win, win the NCAA tournament. But this really is one of Beeline's better teams, and I've seen them all. This team's really starting to come together at the right time, and we've seen... Uh, you know, Bayline's one of the best tournament coaches. I agree. He's taken in like, the Big Ten yeah, in with the West Virginia. Tournament. Yep. He's just a good tournament-style coach. 
and they play fundamentally sound basketball. I think Michigan have a deep run coming up uh, in the tournament this year, Pete. I really do. No, I think I would agree with those sentiments. When you look at the body of work, first of all, Coach Beeline, one of the great coaches of college basketball, and uh, man, he had that national title in 2013, probably has an asterisk to it right now. But when you look at Wagner, the way he's developed and cultivated, and right now it's his team. He's such a mismatch because of his versatility. And one thing about the college tournaments, conference tournaments, the stars always come out. That's the guy who's going to lead you to a title. We've seen it over the years. And I think Wagner and the supporting cast, right? Abdul Rockman could shoot the basketball. Simpson is solid as a starter. So is uh, Matthews. But watch for Robinson off the bench. He gives them that spark plug, that energy, and that scoring. They really defend. Beeline doesn't like playing too much zone and all that garbage defense. Man-to-man, box out, control tempo, and let Wagner fly. They're a five seed, right, which is surprising. But, again, conference plays tough. But I think, you know, if they can get through, I think they'll take out Nebraska, who's the four seed. And then you could see an amazing potential semifinal matchup with Michigan State and Michigan. Can you imagine that in the garden? That would be spectacular. Well, you remember when the play, with the play, with the incident when they weren't even good, Gabe, in the run that they went on. Remember, they were everybody's darling, so they got a lot to live up to. That Michigan team, they have ways of going deep, and that's the thing. They can do it. Bayline's teams always play their best basketball at this time of the exactly. year. Exactly. They're spring warriors. It's kind of like Syracuse. They're always kind of on the bubble, and then they do well in their tournament, and then they get in, but they're not going to go as far as Michigan. They have in the past. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always think... I always think Syracuse are just so so average now. No, Pete. but they, they, I always yeah. think like they're on probation or something. I'm like, are they even eligible? It's like, no, no, they are. They're just average now. Yeah. Well, you look at Purdue guys, right? And you look at the senior leadership. Uh, can Matt Payne or take his team and win this championship in New York City and then make a deep run and finally get to the Final Four? I mean, no. Vincent Edwards. I say no. I mean, <laughs> it, yeah, it's going to be tough, right? Vincent Edwards is a guy. I mean. It's a body of work. They work together. They're a cultivated unit. They play with each other. Who's that guy? Is it Vincent Edwards? Isaac Haas has been playing well inside. You know, Carson Edwards is a young sophomore. I like what they're doing. They're a really good story. But can they win when it counts in the big-time situation at the Garden? Vincent Edwards is going to be the key. Can he be that guy like a Bridges, like uh, you know, the kid from Ohio State, Bates, Diop, or Tate, can he be those guys like a Wagner? They're going to need him because the games are going to be tough and they're going to be tightly officiated, that's for sure. Pete Yiannopoulos. Always a pleasure, Pete. Great insight. Thanks for the time, buddy. All right. Have a good one, fellas. Yeah, take care, Pete. Pete Yiannopoulos uh, with us at Big Ten uh, Tournament. You're down on Purdue. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying into the Purdue hype. Well, they're basically, what you. I think they're very, very, if you don't believe in Purdue, they're pretty tight with Michigan State. So you're probably you, you down there, you're down with the Spartans too? No, I'm not big on the Spartans yeah, either. Because you saw when these guys play together, they're, they're tight, offens- tight, tight games. They're offensively challenged, uh, the Spartans. The Great. thing is, listen, you can't discount teams. No, for sure. Michigan, Michigan State's a damn good team. You so know, is Purdue. Especially going into a tournament, it only takes four wins to get to, to the Final yep. Four, right? And really, it only takes two wins, Cam. The first weekend, yeah. You know, you you should get through that you, first you weekend. You should. If you're the team, you should get through. Yeah, yeah. You get through the first weekend, and then, um, and then you know, you just got to win two games, and then boom, you're into the final four, right? Mm-hmm. 
I still like what you're saying, even though uh, North Carolina lost to, to Miami. That's crazy value at 18-1. to 1. They should be way be- way lower than that. Well, and you know what's great about this, Cam, actually? Every time a team loses, like I saw this That's morning, get better. Said North Carolina falls in bracketology. Why? Because they hit it that buzzer. And, exactly. Like, and, Miami's a pretty good team. North Carolina dangerous. Good value at 18-1. to 1. I legitimately Big believe time. that. I think Villanova is the best team. They're very good. Villanova, Kansas, <laughs> Virginia. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Decisions. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm David Morenci. Thanks to Pete Annapolis for joining us on the uh, program. Our main man Lou checks in. And, uh, oh, Lou. He's, he, he, where, where is he? Lou will be ready to go. Oh, Lou. <laughs> Lou. Lou will be ready to Lou. go in about 15 minutes time. We'll break down the uh, the main event. Cristiano Cyborg Santos. It's like uh, minus 1600. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, put that in parlays. I enjoyed the card last week, Marantz, that, that we were card. talking about. That Latifi fight was absolutely fantastic. We took down uh, OSP, and uh, it was good. You, you talked about it. Very, very violent card, and some of the finishes in that card were fantastic. Stevens, man, whoo, that was great stuff. I'm glad that one was free on TV. Very entertaining uh, card. It, it was very good. All right, uh, so, yeah, we got a lot of picks to get to. Uh, basketball, hockey, DFS, uh, golf, but... Our Twitter is lighting up uh, right now, and uh, people, you know, people can wait for the golf picks. They want to know what's in Cam's bag, and uh, we're getting a lot of uh, we've gotten a lot of guesses actually so far uh, this evening. Um, all right, uh, so uh, Jay Young insinuates that you have a uh, big bag uh, of uh, cocaine in your bag. <laughs> Rad the Plague. Rad the Plague says, uh, I think Cam's got a ham. A ham hock, two bottles of soda, some bread, a fifth of gin, a pair of shoes, and socks. Loose socks. Wow. He, this guy's actually hit a couple there. <laughs> what did really? Oh, yeah, All right. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, you got you to go in there and, and, and see what's in there. All right. Uh, Stooch uh, says, you have to have a bonus round. What's in the side pocket? True. Cam, I'm really curious to know what's in the side pocket. Not much. I, I, I changed it out. I had, some, I had some really good stuff in there. Drusilla says this, this, uh, th- this segment needs a jingle. I agree. Yeah, I like that. I agree. Uh, Tony Sincata checks in. What's in the bag? What's in the bag? Tony Sincata guesses John Wayne Bobbitt sausage. 
<laughs> it's funny, Tony. If you checked in yesterday, what's in the bag? I had a family pack of sausage, but uh, not today. That's out of the bag All right. in the freezer. All right. Uh, <laughs> I showed you. I got those uh, 10 sausages for $4.86 Carl the store. Carl Lamorte says uh, handle. six tall cans of beer. Nah, not today. Various Harvey's condiments. Extra pair of underwear. Ding 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 ding. He hit it. If you guess what kind of underwear, too, that's a bonus one. Brandon in St. Louis says fifty nine point eight pounds of wings. That was yesterday. I had some wings and three five dollar casino chips left over from Wild Bill Saloon. Actually, nice. I love Wild Bills. Remember those days, Barenzi? Was that when Chuck Liddell went up one of our lists and take out the camera, you idiot, when he was taking that a was, leak? Was, that was oh, yeah, Palestation. I thought it was a Wild Bills for some reason. Palestation. We, got, we were doing a live show yeah. with Chuck Liddell and a bunch of UFC superstars. And we actually, the power the power of the horse player and the power of the old lady playing bingo and Kino, <laughs> yeah. we got turfed. We're doing a live radio show. And they came over. And the thing is, the UFC owned the, the, the casino. casino. Exactly. So you figure they wouldn't tell Chuck Lydell and everything. They were like, all right, listen, guys, uh, there's really too much swearing going on here. And we're really getting a lot of complaints. <laughs> and they're all like, these these old ladies are here all the time, man, playing Keno and stuff. And, you know, we got to move you. <laughs> like, they set us up in the bar. Actually, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I, I, the bar was good. <laughs> We were we were in the Subway family section. Yeah, we actually Subway got, sandwiches. We actually got removed from the sports book section <laughs> of the station due to the due to the old uh, blood. Uh, all right, uh, here we go. Blood pressure. Pie man says that uh, blood pressure apparatus. Interesting. Sugar cubes. Uh, wow, that's actually really. Cl- He's a lot closer than you think. I actually had uh, bags and bags of sugar that I take from the coffee shop because I don't like to buy them. But I have a Ziploc full of sugar in there. That is really ghetto. Like, what? So you're the type of guy you have a couple of packs of sugar in your wallet type thing? No, I don't have it in my wallet. I go down to the Metro, your grocery store. I go to Starbucks. I get an espresso, and while I'm there, I got a Ziploc bag, and I just. Throw the sugar in. I will admit, I haven't. Can you, can you, I, I haven't you paid, steal condiments, too. I haven't paid for salt and, or, yeah, uh, or pepper. Why ever. should you? It's, uh, Look, it, I, my salt and pepper is courtesy of a local uh, fast food restaurant. Exactly. I, I, and I don't claim I you. you. Hey, you're, pay, you're paying 12 bucks no, for that damn condo? I actually grabbed that from the grocery store when I bought their rotisserie chicken. On the way out, I scooped like a handful of uh, pepper and... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, there it is. You got, a, you got, you got, you got some change in a, in a chocolate uh, Cadbury's thing and a bunch of condiments and, and some preparation h and metamucil what's on gabe's counter <laughs> you want to see what's in the bag though gabe want to go through it and see it's all clean i i all right, yeah, i, I, you, I you tell you to put it. surgical gloves on but right, you uh, go through it so okay i got a pair of uh, got a lot of clothes in i here. got a pair of swimming trunks all right wash well, you're going swimming anytime soon yeah, yeah don't don't put the swimming trunks on no the i'll table. put them back cam was about to put i got a microphone that i left at your house right. that's there all right the old shirt from the Las Vegas sports contest washed. A pair of jeans. Coupons for pizza. <laughs> six slices of live pizza in a Ziploc bag. He's got six slices of pizza. A bar in a Ziploc. A bar of Dove's Men Care, deep clean red. And uh, who who said it? A golf shirt. Let's see what else. Oh, who said a sock? They're right. Ding 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 ding. This was a good one. If you get this one, a loose piece of fabric softener. That's that's the bonus right there. What else do I got there? Ah, some Ziploc bags for other things. You're a fan. 
You're a fan of the Ziploc bags. A glove? A random glove. A random glove. I'm a little disappointed. You got no beer in there? No. A toque? No, no ham? I found something here. Oh, it's a Pepsi. No, al- no alcohol can, today. Can of Pepsi. Oh, yeah. Found the underwear. It's Columbia. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And, uh, yeah, bottle of water. Yeah, some napkins. An air freshener for oil, an air freshener from oil changers. <laughs> Sorry, a Rogers bill that I'm fighting. It's way too much, and there's way more stuff. Oh, another air freshener, a loose horse player interactive card, a schedule for the train, a straw, a pen, an air freshener that I broke. What else do I? Yeah, that's about it, Gabe. But that's pretty good. Oh yeah, and a coupon for Thai food. And, and a TD bill. What's, what's in the side pocket? Oh, a side pocket? Some Sharpies, a keychain, three elastic bands, one broken, Tylenol, and a highlighter. <laughs> oh, yeah, and this thing for this bar. Uh, it's uh, got points. They have video games in there, the rec room. I still got 30 bucks on that thing. So, From, yeah. I'm willing, I'm willing to bet if we played What's in Cam's bag later in the week. Like on Friday, there'll probably be a couple of beers in there. There will be. Yeah, usually, usually I have about three or four uh, beers when I hit the, I, I hit the metro when I steal the sugar. I usually go over there and uh, they had they had them on those king cans on for two uh, thirty. Yeah, I stack up. <sighs> Ooh, that was fun. <laughs> oh yeah, and I'm and I'm, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I got a couple uh, loose bags. You're right though. I got a real like I, I I'm starting to wonder, Gabe. I have a real problem with Ziplocs. Like, I put Ziplocs, and you, you're, you're right. Like, I I have sugar in Ziplocs. I have coupons I like in Jesse's Ziplocs. Guess. Three tall boys, a 10-inch hoagie sub, napkins, yeah. and a few Pro-Line slips that aren't filled out. That, actually, that's true. I do have a couple Pro-Line uh, coupons and a, and a slip at the bottom, too. That, <laughs> that is not filled out. Great guess. These people, these, you guys know me pretty well, Gabe. They're getting good. Dixie says uh, KY Jelly at Dildos. <laughs> Cab looks like the kinky type. <laughs> Was that Demps? <laughs> I love that guy. Yeah, thanks for contributing, Demps. Demps is awesome. He's always coming at me with uh, bad sexual puns. <laughs> pretty good bag, though, eh, Gabe? Not bad. That's for a guy that, uh, you know what that, that bag says? I travel a lot. I don't know. This bag says uh, that you appear to have recently done your laundry in a uh, very limited amount. Partly true. Yeah. And also, and going between places and places. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I stop by uh, Lisa's place. I'll do a little half laundry, make up some chili, you know, how grab, many, grab a this, few slices. So this is your daily bag. Like, I don't know. You, you got more change. You got more, uh, like, clothes in here than Beyonce would have in a bag. Yeah. I got to drop some off on, my, uh, on the way home. I, I got a, a pit stop to drop some clothes off. <laughs> also, I got to go. I'm getting a pair of uh, jeans hemmed. At the, the Asian uh, cleaners, right by the metro, by the grocery store, I don't, by, by like, Morency Studios. I don't know. Like, uh, maybe you should put this in the fridge or something. What, the pizza? You've got, like, six slices of pizza slammed into a a baggie, a sandwich baggie. Guess what ingredients are on the pizza? <laughs> what do you think? It looks like a hell of a lot of mushrooms. Yeah, I got... Uh, <laughs> it's actually, yeah, extra cheese, mushrooms... Sausage and pepperoni. I went to you were, you were, meat lovers, extra mushrooms. You were starving yesterday after the show. Did you? Is this the pizza you bought? This is the leftover. No, I no? actually bought this one today on on the way in. Oh, what, you crushed half of it already? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I, I actually you I, had the baggie in your, in your bag. Yeah, for the pizza because I came prepared. So see, I most was, people just leave the box. Like you know. 
the box can't fit in the bag. It's too fat. It's too wide. No, I went to Pizzaville to do my DFS lineups, uh, and then I, I grabbed a pie while I was there. And so this did, is some, did some work. So you're now, you're now doing your pre-show prep at a pizza parlor. <laughs> That's partly true, yes. <laughs> That's why you're not uh, as hungry today. No, no, no. Because you crushed the pizza before. That's very true, Gabe, very true. If you could actually inspect the bag, it's, uh, it looks like it's got some heat moisture in there, some bubbles. <laughs> uh, yeah. See, that little little box you had for the lasagna, that would fit in my bag perfectly. Yeah, the lasagna was pretty yeah, good. How was it? What do you give it? It was a little small. Yeah, know what the problem is? When you're paying 12 bucks with garlic bread, it's got to be a little more dense. Yeah, it could have been a little. I don't little, little, yeah, little, that's the thing. If I cooked it for you, I would have gave you an extra layer. Like, you know what I mean? That's the problem. Everyone's chintzing out these days. Just even, a little even, heavier would have been better. Even with the pie, I'm like, come on, guys. You're walking special. It's like 12 bucks. Do me better, man. I'm a regular. I like my lasagna orders like Tony likes his women. A little heavier. heavier. I yeah. agree. A little heavier. Yeah. I want a little weight in yeah, that. You, you know what I mean? You want girth. Yeah, yeah. I want a little girth. Girth. <laughs> Lasagna girth. <laughs> it's like when you walk out of like yeah. you walk out of like a McDonald's or something like that with a bag. You're like, it's, it's like so air. light. I, I know. know. You're like, I just paid fourteen bucks for like what? Like what great, is this? Great point. It's like air. I know. I went in for. I remember I had a coupon for a Big Mac the other day. I slammed it like it was a junior burger. Like I, <laughs> we could. We honestly, Gabe. Like I know you're not the maybe the biggest eater in the world. I could easily crush ten Big Macs. Like in, in, I could do that. No problem. Like, I'm not just saying, like, we can like, go out and do it. Like, my doctor would probably not like it. But I think we should, you know, it could be done. All right. So who do you think came the closest uh, here? Whoever said a sock, underwear, something with pork. Uh, yeah. If I anyone think... said air, actually, you know what? And I'll give Pie Man a little bit of credit. I do have some medication in there, too. You didn't find my other bottle of Carl Morte, sixth of the beer, though. Very, yeah, no, yeah. he wasn't very hard. No, didn't, didn't have the beer. You know what? He obviously tuned into the last What's in Your Bag mm. segment and what, what what you had last time. Yeah, I like to keep these guys guessing now. You know, maybe I should mix it up a little bit more. It looks like Rad the Plague is the closest. You know, no, you know. Everyone, everyone sort of had a little thing That's right. That's the thing. That's the thing. Because there was no ham. Rod the Plague said a ham hock, two bottles of soda. You had a can oh, of yeah, Pepsi. Yeah, I got a can of there. Pepsi, and there's pork on the pizza. Yeah, Sausage you don't and have pepperoni. bread, but you do have a pork sandwich bag with six random slices stuck together yeah, see, he with is a good. bunch of mushrooms. Yeah, what else did he use? He, he, he said a fifth of gin, no gin. No, no gin. But he said a pair of shoes with socks. Yeah, I got socks. I used to you know what? And if he caught me the other day, I did have an extra pair of shoes in there. <laughs> Very good. This guy's a psychic. Fantastic. Great guessing. Yeah, I think Ride the Plague wins the prize. I think so, too. And the prize is what, Gabe? To come to Melrose uh, Studio and check it out? Or? No, because the guy's probably in, like, Iowa or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Uh, well, so, um, can we give something? Uh, yeah, we're going to give him one of your, yeah, well, one you, of your you get shirts something. in the back. <laughs> You get For winning, yeah. You can correctly you get, choose a, you get a Puma golf shirt with sweat stains in a hole. You get to choose one item in Cam's bag to keep as your your own. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Yeah. You get. <laughs> We should, uh, I don't know how many times that'd, you want to play it, but that'd I, be great, I like this That'd game. be great if he actually was like, yeah, all right, I'll take the golf shirt. <laughs> I know, that, that, but as you know, Gabe, I don't have very many shirts. I can't let him have the golf shirt. I'll mail you a slice of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Ziploc bags I'm good for. I got lots of those. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll find something for him. Yeah. Brad the Plague's the winner. Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Guessing, guessing sock. I'll tell you who's pork. not the winner. Depps. Oh no, there's Depps. no KY no. jelly or no. dildos. There's Depps. no, there's no, je- no dildos, we, no jelly. We didn't, we didn't ask you what's in Tony Sincata's drawer next to his bed. What you mean, flex cuffs? <laughs> yeah. That'd be a great segment. 
What's in Tony's drawer? What's in Tony's nightstand? Yeah, I like that. What's in Tony's nightstand? Handcuffs, KY jelly, video camera, sheepskin. Yeah, video camera, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> SIM cards. Oh man! Binoculars, <laughs> binoculars, <laughs> telescope. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Come on! You're telling me? You're telling me you can't picture Sincata with binoculars just looking across the street? Steam shrimps, just there. No, he's that quick on the on the on the blinds. Sometimes I get like that with my blinds. I get now, a as bit you paranoid. can see, as you can see outside of Melrose Place Studios here, you can see some things. Yeah, yeah. But I got to tell you. There's a much higher proxy, you know. There's a much higher level of men who walk around their condos naked than women. Yeah, it's 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 been very disappointing. And the last condo I lived in was the same thing. There was a dude, window open. This guy was buck naked, bare noodle, twenty four seven, bare noodle all the time, all the time, yeah. bending over, sweeping. <laughs> and I was like, dude, was like you know. <laughs> there's a guy who's like, dude, no, there's like four dudes across I from know, me. Yeah. They're always all naked all the time. The best I get is a chick in, like, you know, her bathrobe in her kitchen. Pretty weak. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Level two. Game time decisions radio. Red Heat and Rage Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Want to thank everybody for playing What's in the Bag? We'll uh, do it again, Gabe. Congratulations to Rad the Plague. We'll hook him up with yeah. something. Yeah. We'll get something in the bag one, other than one a golf item, shirt. One item in Cam's bag a loose sock. <laughs> we told you about An air freshener. We told you about <laughs> fantasyfactor.com. Great yes. place. For the recreational daily fantasy player, yep. um, well, if you really want to uh, crush the people over at Fantasy Factor, then sign up for the Roto Experts exclusive Edge package. Get your RotoExperts.com exclusive Edge fantasy baseball package now. This year's version is packed with more analysis than ever and includes a uh, all-day uh, chat channel. Get prepped for uh, draft day with our deep pool of stats, projections, and improved cheat sheet generators. Get rankings from the top guys in fantasy. Uh, including Jake Seeley, Tim McCullough, and the King, Scott Angle. Angle. The King. Not just a King, Hall of Famer, but a friend. Scott Angle. A Enter friend. code FTSNY, <laughs> FNTSY, at Love checkout it. for Love a it. discount on this year's Roto Experts exclusive Edge Fantasy Baseball. 
package. I was helping my buddy with his keeper league last night, Gabe. He's got to keep uh, eight guys. We we're talking about Chapman and the strikeouts. Yeah, it's got a. It's very. It's baseball season, buddy. You know things are yeah. happening right now. Leagues are happening. I'm always. Um, I'm always up. Uh, you know, I, I love baseball, and I'm glad that it's uh, it's back. And normally, in past years, I'd, I'd be in baseball yeah. drafts and fired up for sure. Can't do it this year. It's just it's too much. On. Gonna yeah. concentrate on uh, DFS, DFS, DFS uh, baseball as opposed to season long baseball. And of course, we're gonna do our Major League Baseball Survivor Pool. I like that Survivor Pool. With and Steve I don't know, I think our main man Lou from Gambling.com oh, yeah. Lou. might want in on the Survivor Pool. I thought it was Lou's idea, wasn't it? No, it was no. Uh, Craig, Craig. Craig and Halifax. Oh yeah, that's right, Craig and Halifax. Craig and Halifax. Great idea. Let's bring in Lou from Gamblue.com right now. What's up, Lou? Not too much. It was Craig in Halifax's idea. I thought it was sensational, and I'm going to be upset if you two don't remember to include me. That sounds like more fun than a barrel of monkey, baby. You're all in, Lou. Yeah, You're in. Texacada's in as well. We, we were talking about it yesterday. We were thinking 100 bucks, 100 buck entry. Yep. And, uh, That's a good number. 100 buck entry. Yeah, it's a great concept. So, baseball survivor, guys. Uh, essentially, weekend series. So, weekend series. And if you play a four-game set and it's a split, then you advance and you move on, you know? Because otherwise, you know, you can't. You don't no, have to you go can't, three you and can't one. have yeah. a split and be eliminated. It's, it's, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Baseball, you have to move on. Most people won't do the four-game series anyways. Yeah. They're going to do the three-game series. That's true. So, That's true. So, yeah, we'll set that up with the baseball season rapidly approaching. But speaking of uh, rapidly approaching, we've got some UFC rapidly approaching. Yeah. And, you know, Cam's just a casual UFC fan. And he first thing he said to me on Monday, he was like, man, that was a pretty fun UFC I loved card. It. loved it. And, you know, I got to tell you, the, those fighters really delivered. Uh, Lou, man, blood, sweat, and tears this past Saturday night from Orlando. First fight card since sometime in 2016 where dogs went 6-6. Six and six. First time that the dogs have even broke 500, let alone outpaced favorites on a fight card. And that yeah, means great profit call. for an underdog better. Yeah, and that fight call on Max Griffin. Great call on Max Griffin. You even said that too, Marenzi. I'll give you guys both credit. You're like, listen, the guy's a good po- boxer, but other than that, you punch him back in the face, and you saw he's yeah, a street fighter. Yeah. He's not a mixed martial artist. No, it's it's cra- yeah. It's, it was interesting that fight. What was what was Griffin? What was he plus three hundred and change? Thing is, what's surprising is that he out Mike Perry. He yeah. out Mike Perry. Mike Perry. Mike Perry. Yeah, and that's always deflating, isn't it, for a fighter, Lou? When you're getting beat up doing, you know, what you want to do to the other guy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, Mike Perry is all heart, grit, and will, but he's, he's, not, he's not precise. He's not a mixed martial artist. This was a huge differentiation in class, and I don't know why everybody was betting Perry, but, you know, uh, we love, I think there's a big, huge dog on this card for different reasons, but... That's what we try and hang our hat on. We gotta find the big dog that's gonna show up. All right, before we get to this card quickly, uh, Lou, on uh, on the John Jones uh, stuff, you and I, you and I have talked a lot about John Jones over the years. You thought that uh, he had fallen off the the track and wouldn't be able to get back on a couple of years ago. You said this is just it's over. Like it'll be it's the beginning of the downfall. He's not gonna. Everything's not gonna be fine. And, you know, the level of stupidity and his preparation and his answers and admitting that he didn't do the course, that his agents forged the the course and the whole thing. I mean, it was a definition of things really couldn't have gone any worse, (laughs) like really, uh, for him. 
um, you know, it's just it's hard, and it's hard to feel bad or sympathize uh, for him just because he's put himself in this situation so many times, Lou. Yeah, my my exact thoughts at the time, uh, which was January of fifteen, were that he'll never be the same fighter that he was that we just got done seeing, and I stick to that, even though over the co- the course of the last couple of years, uh, he's looked dynamic. I still hang my hat. He will never be what he was in 2015, especially now, because he's going to have to wait at least another six months to be able to fight. He's going to be 30 years old, 31 years old. uh, From from inside resources that I'm lucky, that you and I are both lucky enough to have uh, in Albuquerque, our friend David Rodriguez, he's out and about and he's got a very very good take on john jones i don't believe he's learned i don't believe he's come far from that day in 2015 and i think those uh interviews yesterday in front of that board was just very very poor for him to be at where was his representation he dug a huge hole for himself and i feel bad for the young man because he hasn't learned yet. The thing about it, too, Lou, is when Gabe, Gabe, we met him before, and the thing is, it's just about the lies and the lies. Eventually, when you're going to do something, can't you just say, hey, man, I'm wrong and start over, but it's not in his DNA. He's just going to continue to deny and deny, and it's just getting a hell of a lot worse there, Lou. I think eventually it will come, but it's just not come yet, and you just never heard of a wise young owl. Exactly. All right, uh, Lou, so let's jump in uh, and uh, talk about... uh, UFC 222. Uh, let's start off with uh, Cyborg and uh, Yana Kutsakaya. Kutsakaya. You, you just sent me something, Marenzi, and this is uh, this looks like a picture that might be on Tony's uh, bedside table. Yeah, Tony. Tony Sincata is going to wow. be a fat. I was just uh, like going to let Cam know that. <laughs> nice, nice pictures. Yeah, out of all the uh, the fighters out there, she's uh, one of the more attractive ones. Yeah, Cam, very, very, very pretty. Yeah, very pretty. I don't know how pretty she's going to be after this fight. (laughs) (laughs) You took my line right (laughs) from (laughs) me. Yeah, I guess it was low-hanging fruit, right, Lou? (laughs) (laughs) So, Lou, you're you... Listen, man, you should be on like you know you should be on the Discovery Network and have a dog show, Lou. You love the underdog so much, <laughs> but this is a pretty looking. No one's calling this lady a dog anytime no. soon. No, she's gorgeous. But how does she match up against Cyborg Santos? Well, she does have the advantage in being a younger fighter, but let's not uh, mistake the fact that this is a short notice fight, four weeks. Her first fight in the UFC. And we're talking about a young lady that's fought at 135 pounds for her last four or five fights. So she, even though she's a, a, a tall, you know, strong gal, uh, 145 is, is going to be foreign to her, and cyborg strength is going to be foreign to her. And I, I, I just don't know how this got to main event status. I think it's a complete mismatch, but that being said, plus 1,100, you have to, just the, 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 the dope that I am, I'll have a small recreational bet on the underdog in case of the, uh, in case of the Holly Holm, but I just, I just don't see it happening. But we've seen, That's what you've seen crazy stuff like that happen in before. The in the women's, women's division, yes, there has yes. been chaos. Good call. 
you know, there has been these major... You can't lay that number with anybody in any fight. No, because it's a fight. It's just Cyborg's <laughs> sort of one of the exceptions that, you know, she can beat up dudes. You yeah, know exactly. I mean? like, like, she has a 99.9. guys, yeah. Cyborg was tested. I mean, nobody fights Cyborg as competitively as Holly Holm did. The thing is, that was just December. You know, this is eight weeks later. So, yeah. you know, as bad as Cyborg is, bad meaning a badass, it's not <laughs> out of the realm that she could get kicked in the teeth. And for that matter, there's, there's only one way to play this, and that would be Kunitskaya by KO or some kind of fluke or just take her plus the 1100 for 10 bucks and win 110 or however your approach may be and whatever your unit amount is. It's dog or pass as far as a small, recreational, doesn't matter wager. I got to say, Lou and Gabe said it. There's not many uh, pooches running loose in your in your neighborhood there. You're the dog catcher when it comes to this <laughs> stuff, man. I'll, I'll tell you. And uh, you said earlier, you gave us a little bit of a tease there. What uh, Out of the big, there's a lot of fights here on the card. And you said, what, plus 300? What fight are you looking at as a potentially big value dog that can maybe come through, Lou? Well, to answer that question directly, we need to go a little bit to the undercard, and you have a Brazilian jiu-jitsu savant in Mackenzie Dern, who fights out of the MMA lab. She's ultra-talented, world-class Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Now, her mom and dad are both master jiu-jitsu specialists. Mackenzie Dern is so talented, that said. This is her UFC debut. She's giving up four inches of height to her opponent. And while she's the younger fighter and has had trouble making 115, this fight's at 125. But I have reason to believe that if Yoder can survive the first four or five minutes of floor penetration, Mackenzie Dern is going to try and get Yoder to the floor and get her to the floor quickly because I don't believe she can win a stand-up battle with Yoder. Lou from if, this fight gets to the, if this fight gets to the second round, I really, really like Yoder. She's currently plus 340. That's kind of the way we play. We either play one-unit bets or half-unit bets. Yoder is definitely going to be a half-unit bet for us this week. Lou, the co-main event is a. It's, this is the fight I'm really looking forward to seeing. We often talk about uh, the age difference, uh, youth versus experience. This is a classic example of this uh, right now. Frankie Edgar really is unbelievable uh, that he's been I'm able to maintain Edgar. the the level that he's been able to fight at and all the wars that he's been in. I mean, you look at the wars with Gray Maynard. Maynard was unable to get through that unscathed. And then, you know, the, the losses to, to Henderson, and he's just kept on grinding through. He takes on Brian Ortega, though, who I don't know. You know, I don't think Ortega really is getting hyped up enough for one reason or another. I mean, to me, Ortega's a sellable fighter. He seems like a good kid. He's got charisma. He's marketable. And, oh, yeah, he's 13-0. and 0. He hasn't gotten the same sort of hype train from the UFC and from the media that some of the other young fighters get when they go on these runs. But Ortega's really proved himself. You know, wins against Thiago Tavares, uh, Diego Brandao. 
All right, you know, Clay Green is a little older right now, but, you know, Canero, and then just absolutely mauling and destroying Cub Swanson in a fashion that he did. This is a fun fight right now. What's your take on the line here with Frankie Edgar being, uh, you know, being the favorite like he is in this spot? Yeah, I think they have to have Edgar as the favorite, uh, and I also think that he, if he is a favorite, he's only a slight favorite. Uh, and it's moving, no it's moving right now. It's moving, because it was a little lower. I'm seeing some uh, 190s pop up really? right now, Lou. Uh, 170? Yeah, 190s popping up. So you can get Ortega in the plus 150 range. Ooh. He's a badass, and he's going to be the bigger man as well. Younger, bigger <laughs> man, Lou. Well, I mean, Edgar is 5'6". They list Ortega 5'8", but, but when Ortega fought Cub, Cub Swanson, who, oh, by the way, is 5'8", Ortega towered over him. Ortega, Ortega is nine years the younger man. He's going to be two or three inches taller. He's going to be the bigger man. He's going to have reach and leg advantages, arms and legs, over Frankie Edgar. And I believe he's every bit the fighter on the ground that Frankie Edgar is. I absolutely view this as a pick em fight. So, yes, Ortega plus 150, 140, 160. Take, take whatever you can get. I think the bigger, younger man has advantage against a guy in Frankie Edgar that's a simple marvel in this business. Agreed. And, man, I got a lot of respect for Frankie Edgar. He's tough as hell. He's the definition of the energizer bunny. But Ortega's the real deal. And Ortega's not going to be intimidated by the moment or, or by Frankie Edgar and, and the reputation and the resume. I, you know, to me, it's it's a misguided, uh, misguided uh, the number. The, the, you, you, what would you make I, the line? Like Lou said, it's yeah, a yeah. pick'em. Yeah, it's, it's a pick'em. It should be a pick'em. I think that many fight fans look at uh, the embedded or any of the press, and what you're seeing out of Ortega is an extremely cerebral, balanced, together kid. And they may mistake that for not being a lethal killer in the octagon. And make no mistake about it, oh, he is a lethal killer in the octagon. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is. Once he gets in a cage, he'll mess you up. But Struve Orlovsky is a blast from the past, Gabe. That's some names we heard. Ooh. Yeah, they've been around for a while. Struve. What do you think about that one? Ooh, Struve, Struve. And I like how you bypass. You went right over. Well, I can't man. pronounce. Hey, Lou, what's his name? Andre, uh, Andre S. Sukumthoff? Well, how do you pronounce that? <laughs> Sukumtaf. Oh, Sukumtaf. Don't, don't count on me as being the linguist in this group. Yeah, I was going to go. Sean O'Malley sounds a lot easier to say. You are. You you are. You are, uh, you are the linguist in this group. All right, Lou. Me and Cap, you know, the name of the show should be Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> yeah, well, believe me, I'm not adding any value to it, I can assure you. Uh, what do you think of the, uh, the Sukumtaf fight and, uh, and Sean O'Malley? Sean O'Malley. Uh, again, O'Malley, uh, slightly younger and, uh, fighting at 135 when I think that he's probably a more lethal 125-er. Uh, All I right, Lou, 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 sorry, sorry, sorry to cut you off, Lou. We got the meetings going. Hang in here, Lou. Hang in. We'll be right back on the other side with uh, Lou from Gamblu.com. We'll get you some best bets for the UFC 222. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. comes Trevor Hoffman. <laughs> He's a Mariana Bro. Rivera. Trevor Hoffman was Hell's Bells. I believe, was it Hell's Bells? Yep, it was. Billy Wagner. Wagner. Mariana Rivera did the Sandman. He did thing, Enter, yeah, Enter Sandman. Hey, Florio, who's the other guy? There was two, though, with the Sandman. That wasn't a dibble? It was it was Wagner and Mariano Rivera, as far as I know. So it was Wagner. Wagner, Wagner did the Rivi- segment, yeah, and I, I know Hell's Bells was Trevor Hoffman. I'm almost 100. percent I love Lou. Lou just said Rob Dibble. <laughs> Rob Dibble. I don't think Sandman or Sandman was out when Dibble. No. He would have been coming out to kill them all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> First Metallica record, Lou. <laughs> I don't I don't want baseball. Clearly, I got uh, you know what I got actually smashed with Rob Dibble before. Legendary story and it's uh, video. On, it's on YouTube. <laughs> it's when Morenci had flowing I, I, locks. I'll send you the link later, Lou. Yeah, shit, he weighs 100 pounds more than you. That would have had to be a bad morning. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, <laughs> the monster. Like, he's, yeah. he, he's, he, that guy is. It was, uh, you know what? It was during. Uh, Super Bowl, you told me, right? Yeah, it was right after, uh, it was right after 9-11. And uh, me and Dibble are all hammered uh, at the Super Bowl, watching the Super Bowl. I was on the same radio station as Dibble. And I met him for the first time, so we were getting hammered and stuff. And we have a camera with Mick Aussie. And Dibble, Dibble, for some reason, he's like, let's do a message for the troops. So we do a message for the troops. We're all hammered. And uh, our cameraman, uh, Mick, uh, Lou, Mick Aussie, the guy, the cameraman, he actually vomited on me and Rob Dibble's feet during the interview. Oh, like you should see composure. You should yeah. well, it stopped. It's really funny. Like we're going and you just see me look up and I look real pissed and Dibble's like, Well God. And Dibble's like <laughs> he's disgusted. Yeah, we both like me and Rob Dibble are sort of looking down. And so the best thing was the next day, all right? The next day, Dibble's on with Dan Patrick. He's on the Dan Patrick show. And uh Dan Patrick goes, Hey uh, Dibs, uh, I didn't see you inside the game in, in the box. What happened yesterday in Houston? So Rob Dibble was like, ah, he goes, you know, I don't, you know, I prefer to hang in a bar. He goes, in fact, I got uh, hung out with these guys from our Montreal affiliate. And, uh, and he goes, I got puked on. He starts telling the story on ESPN radio on the Dan Patrick show. So my boss in Montreal, I was still in Houston on the way back. He's like freaking out, like. Did you puke on Rob Dibble? What's this about, you know, the affiliate puked on Dibble? They're, they're talking about this now. And I was like, listen, it wasn't me. It was my camera guy. It was a crazy Australian guy, all right? It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, Dibble's a good that's guy. That's an epic story. Yeah. And yeah I said, he could have gone, gone nuts, but he It's did. all on video, too. <laughs> <laughs> it was more It was more. he spit his beer up. It wasn't yeah. like full. He, he did the beer. It was one of those yeah. like. But but uh, anyways, all right. So uh, Lou, do you have a pick? Do you, do you have any opinion on the O'Malley and uh, and the Sukumath uh, fight? 
I do. And, and we want really, to be <laughs> The Asian sensation. Uh, you know, O'Malley is really writing tremendous notoriety, and I think that's had to be built into this line to some degree. And I think uh, the Asian sensation, because I can't pronounce his name, even though he's given away a little bit of length and reach, he's straight and precise with his punches. He just signed a five fight extension with the UFC, which tells me that the UFC sees this one and two fighter as having potential. And I think it's a really tough matchup for O'Malley. And I look to the Asian, Asian sensation at minus 130 or minus 135 as a pretty good value. Kev's the best one out of the three of us with the names. I thought he was from golf. Yeah, I think I think that name is uh, from Thailand because I remember in golf, Vera and Vereda near a path pong porn. He's got that same kind of. T- he's got that last name. Is he? What is was he, her is name? He, yeah, no, her name was Vereda. Vereda near a path pong porn. Vereda near a path pong, path pong porn. porn. Yeah, great, go- great female golfer. Lots of top tens. <laughs> I break it down, Lou. Uh, yeah, I don't puts know. Puts a whole new meaning. <laughs> puts a whole new meaning to in the hole. In the hole. In the hole. Do we even break down? Or what do you guys uh, think about the Arlovsky and Struve? It's uh, an interesting fight. Struve, I, Struve's I, I, thing, uh, 65, 70 cents. You almost have to take the underdog, don't you, Lou? You think so? What do you think, Lou? Arlovsky, I do Struve. Think that, yeah, I, I think this is a decent spot for Arlovsky to get inside. Struve has never really used his length very well. And I'm not sure if he's going to be able to get the bulldog down. Uh, it's probably dog or pass for me, but my spots are going to be Ortega, Sukumtoth, whatever his name is, uh, Yoder, and and maybe Mark Munoz. All right, we'll get uh, uh, we'll get to that. All right. So as far as Struve is concerned, as you mentioned, the skyscraper. Uh, the guy, the guy's a massive dude. He's long and lean. Yeah, but uh, Cam, as Lou was, uh, as Lou was alluding to, he does not, he does not use his reach. And when I say that, I'm being very kind. Yeah, like he's an idiot. He's seven feet tall. I know, and he's got he's, he's the tallest door. mixed martial artist ever. <laughs> like he could just keep his distance, kick you in the face, punch you yeah. in the face, and you can do nothing about it. But he's like a Dutch guy. Come fight me. Yeah. And he gets, like, guys, he, he gets right in the old phone booth, Lou, and he gets tagged. He's a big, wiry guy, but he's very easy to hit because he's so freaking big. And he doesn't yeah. have the best defense, man. Listen, I thought Orlovsky was done years ago, but he's got a second and a third and a fourth wind. And I know in a fight, man, if Orlovsky catches through, he can knock him out. I know he can. I'm not saying it's a lock, but I'm saying in a toss-up yeah, fight, plus I gotta one, go with the you got to go with getting plus 150, too. That's a lot, even though Struve's the younger men. Especially if Orlovsky can remain close and bring this to the second round. Struve has shown cardio issues. He slows down terrible late in fights. You look at Mark Hunt, and, and so I agree with everything you're saying. I, I think that if Arlovsky fights the smart fight, takes us to the second round, he's got a chance to touch him up. What about Kat uh, Zagano versus uh, Catlin? Don't call me Meredith Vieira. Any opinion on this uh, fight there, Lou? Uh, only I, I lean Vieira, but I need to see more of her. And Zagano's been off since 16. Too many unknowns in the fight for me. Kat Zagano's extremely tough. And you got a, a great Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, fighter coming in a here. A pooch, too. But as Lou, Lou mentioned, we have an unknown fighter in Vieira. 
And we've got Zingano, who is world-class, Cam, but has been through a lot personally and and professionally with injuries. And as Lou stated, I'm, I'm, I wish I think she seems like a nice girl, Kat Zingano, a lady. I, I wish her the best. Uh, but... Yeah, it's it's a tough fight to bet on uh, this fight. Interesting fight though. Another fight card uh, that's going to be fun to watch. Zingano is plus one twenty five. Lou, though, I mean, we're talking to an experienced fighter, but what 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 is she going to look like after being off for so long? Yeah, and I, I'm a little afraid of why she's a, a, a you know a, an underdog like that in a spot that if she, if she was maybe not off so long, she should be favored, and so maybe the makers know something about this. Vieira, and like I say, this is a due diligence fight for me where I watch and learn. You already talked about Ashley Yoder against uh, yeah. Mackenzie Deb. Uh, Lou likes a live dog and Ashley Yoder at uh, plus 300, Ooh. which leads us into another big uh, fight, uh, big fight odd here. Uh, Benil Darius, Darius, minus 375 against Alexander Hernandez, uh, Lou. Yeah, they're feeding him somebody, and I, I think he's liable to be in... A, a, a spot where he's really ready to to uh, fight well. Then I'm talking about Darius. He's a worthy, big, huge favorite, and so I'll run from the fight. Dodson and Pedro Munoz. You know, you freak me out. I think you dropped a Mark Munoz in there before. <laughs> Mark Munoz. Uh, I, like, yeah, I, I was, I was like, is Mark anyway, Munoz? Excuse me. Yeah, I was like, did Mark Munoz come out of retirement? I hope not, because he nearly got killed in his last fight. So, well, he's, he's a one eighty, he's a one eighty five, or he'd have some serious advantage over JD. <laughs> I don't know if you'd be able to catch him. <laughs> uh, Pedro, Pedro Munoz, and John Dodson. You and I talk often about Dodson, and you know, Cam. I tell you what, you watch Dodson. Don't watch this hungover, or if you're drunk, like you'll get dizzy. <laughs> Like, you know, it's like playing a video game yeah. with this kid, but, like, on max speed. He's the Tasmanian devil? He's probably the fastest fighter in, in mixed martial arts. He bounces around. It's actually annoying. <laughs> like, the first time you see him, the first few times you see him, the first, like, years ago, what the hell are you doing? I was like, man, this guy's good and he's fast. But then you add it all up and, you know, he's pretty fast and stuff, but he hasn't taken over the mixed martial arts world. He really bounces around. Do you think if Munoz, uh, Munoz can catch him, he can get him? Yeah, that's a big question, Gabe. Is, is uh, Dodson is going to be quick, fast, in and out? He's, he, you know, he feels like, at least in his dialogue before this fight, when it was originally scheduled a month, month or so ago, excuse me, a month or so ago in Brazil, Dodson made it clear that he was tired of losing tight decisions and was going to try and take Munoz out. But Munoz is such going to be the bigger, stronger man in this fight. I think Munoz is going to walk him down and eventually catch him, and if he doesn't, and it goes to decision, which is likely and plausible, then I think that uh, Munoz, just on his aggression and trying to walk Dotson down, will get the decision. This seems like a pretty good fight on the undercard. What about C.B. Dalloway very as a dog against fight. Hector Lombard? That, that's a very good fight for the like, one of the earlier fights there, guys. You've met C.B. Dalloway yes, before. I have. Yes, I have. C.B. Dalloway's, uh, he, he came on at Mandalay Bay. Correct. When we did uh, shows there uh, before. C.B. Dalloway's a good guy. Taking on Hector Lombard. Good fight here, uh, Lou. Um, you know, so of course, C.B.'s in your backyard in Arizona. But he's in pretty tough against Hector Lombard. I, you know... Dalloway's a really good fighter. He's won me money at times, 
but the upside, you know, sort of caps out at a certain certain level with CB Dalloway. You know, Lombard though, Lombard is like a um, the guy's like fireworks on the Fourth of July. It's like a literally like a fuse, like and it, it, it starts it starts it, to fizzle, right? Like, yeah. but the, for the first first while he's oh, the first he's three different. minutes he's a dangerous son of a bitch. This dude, he's kind of like a uh, pop, Marenzi. No, he's in your fridge. It's got lots of carbonation, but it goes flat. Cam, he's thick and tough, and like he's tough as hell. What do you make of this fight with Lombard? I'm surprised Lombard's not a bigger favorite, Lou. I'm seeing like minus one fifty or so. Yeah, I mean, he's the worthy favorite, but he does have a short fuse. And here's the deal with Dalloway is that in his last scheduled fight, he was one of the guys that was in the elevator that malfunctioned, and his back has been goofed up since. He hasn't fought because of it. And he's been quoted in recent articles as saying it's a permanent issue. So normally I'd like the taller, longer, rangier fighter, but with a back issue, I got to run from this fight. Like, I don't like Lombard's lack of cardio, and I, there's too many unknowns with Dalloway's back. No comment at all on this fight. And Lombard is riding a four fight losing streak right now. Four fight losing what streak. The, what, ha- what happened with the elevator, Lou? What, the, like a moving elevator? Do you, did you hear about he this? Was on his, he was, yeah, it was well publicized. He was on the elevator, and, it, and the thing malfunctioned, which only. I can only guess it dropped a few floors before it stopped. But whatever it did, oh my God. it took him it took him out of the fight that he was on his way to weigh-ins for, and it's been affecting him ever since. Crazy. That's brutal, man. Sounds like uh, he should be suing the elevator company. I agree 100%. The hotel. I mean, if it's going to be. Where's and Barge? Where's the lawsuit? If it's a career-changing uh, incident. I, I, think all of that's go- I think all of that's going on, in fact. Yeah, if it's a career-changing incident, yeah. then it has to be rectified. All right, Lou, we've only got a couple of minutes, so we'll blast through the last few fights. Mike Pyle, big Mike Pyle fan, uh, you know, a tough guy. <laughs> great, great handle, too. Mike Pyle, fantastic. <laughs> Mike Pyle's a tough dude, uh, but he's not getting any younger. Zach Otto. Uh, Brian Caraway, one of the more disliked uh, fighters. And I don't know why people like hate this guy as much as they do. He had a feud with, uh, with Ronda Rousey. <laughs> um, and then you've got uh, you got Jordan Johnson and Milstead. Any thoughts on, on the three uh, first fights on the card? Yes. Uh, you know, I get paid for handicapping fights. And in this fight between Caraway and Stamen, this is Caraway's first fight since he broke up with girlfriend Misha Tate, who, oh, by the way, is now uh, getting ready to marry another guy and may even be getting ready to, to be a mom. Don't quote me on that because I don't know if that's 100% true. But a long ago, my dad told me a thousand men can't do to a man what one woman can, and I wonder what kind of men. I, I wonder what kind of mental state Caraway's in. I, I'm looking to Stammen here, uh, especially close at the weigh-in. Yeah, but oh, I Lou, think the Stammen has Lou, a good edge. You just rocked our world right there. No, that's not Brentsy. No, we both know that's a fantastic angle. Like it's true. It's true. Like if you're rattled and beat down, like yeah, you don't want to get into a fight. That was eloquent. That was really cool. Very, very, very. I love that elegant. fight. Pyle versus Otto, too. Great, great names there, Gabe. Old school there. So, uh, Lou, uh, you know, Lou is in Arizona, and uh, word on the street is, uh, Cam, Lou uh, might be coming to Vegas to hang out with nice. us for a couple to, hours and one night in Vegas. Get to meet Lou. I've never met him before. Be a great time. Hopefully, you oh, can make it I've never met Gabe either. I, I need to knock both of you guys down. We'll go back oh. and knock a few down ourselves. I thought you, no, you just had him on the show. Wow, you guys have never met before? You've no. just been on the show for a while. Wow. He's, he's met Bobano before. Bobano. You've met Ian Cameron. <laughs> yeah. 
Slickster. Every, everyone, everyone but Gabe. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We, you know, we've been doing shows together for years. Uh, but, yeah, I look forward to, to it, Lou. It's going to be a good time. We'll make some money. NCAA basketball tournament. Uh, it's a great time of the year right now. And you know what? The, you know, with all the criticism of the UFC uh, that goes on, you know, this is a good card. I mean, you know, when you've got uh, Caraway as the second fight of the night and Mike Pyle, yep. you know, and C.B. Dalloway, Hector Lombard opening up the night, you got That's yourself a pretty good exactly. uh, deep card. Man, that was a nice violent card this past Saturday night in Orlando. It was enjoyable. Old school UFC style. Yeah, and I look for this card to be every bit as entertaining. And, and really, people bitch about, the, you know, yeah, the main event is weak, but, hey, there's 12, 13 fights on a fight card. And it used to be in boxing, you'd get three or four just fights between tomato cans and then a main event. I'm never going to bitch at the depth and the talent in a UFC card. I'm here to find dogs, and that's what I'm doing. Lou, yeah. it's always a pleasure. Thanks for the uh, the time uh, today. We sincerely appreciate it. You can follow Lou on Twitter at the Gamblu and uh, check out his website, gamblu.com. Thanks, Lou. My pleasure, guys. Good luck. Great stuff uh, with Lou. Tony Sincata yeah. waiting in the bullpen. He's waiting in the wings. 20 minutes. We hit DFS. And a lot of you said, hey, guys, get to the DFS lineups a little quicker and earlier. We will. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to DailyRoto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Tony Sakata says uh, he's like John Dodson, quick in and out, and then all over the place. <laughs> Tony Sakata joins us earlier. Oh, I like it. I, I love Tony. A couple of, uh, couple of things I wanted to get to. Uh, we played What's in Cam's Bag. Uh, we were wondering what's in uh, Tony's nightstand. Uh, you know I, I said binoculars for sure. Yeah, I don't have binoculars. I do have uh, some Patron, and I have a bunch of Canadian money that I've, I, 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 didn't, I didn't return. I forgot to return when I left. And uh, how, how much nobody, do you have? I don't know because I can't tell the difference between uh, the quarters, nickels, dimes, and dollars, and and uh, it doesn't probably a couple hundred bucks. I like that Patron on the nightside table. Yeah, my uh, my, my my tenant Portuguese Joe. He does the same thing, Tony. I don't know. I look in his room the other day. He's like, "Hey, Cam," and all I see is like a nightside table just full of liquors, cognac, scotch, whatever. He's got a damn rolling bar upstairs. It's like beautiful. I got. You know what? I got a box of condoms in there because I'm a dad, so I want to fool the kids like I'm into protective sex, but I've, they're never opened. Like, they've been there for t- 15 years. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, right I'm now. into deflating yeah. sex. I was thinking about going into the store and buying a box of condoms uh, yeah. just to make myself feel better, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to make the lady think, hey, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to be prepared. You, know. yeah. you, never know. you never know when it's going to happen. You go to Vegas, things can happen. It's like Look. when Craig uh, Kramer gave uh, George Costanza a, a, defaulted, uh, a faulty condom. 
and he impregnated a woman. And uh, Kramer goes, well, I didn't think you were actually going to use, use it. it. <laughs> See, I'm a very spontaneous guy. Like, I would never know when to pull out the condom. But you know what the women that I like? The women that bring their own condoms. The, the, that's happened a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of condoms, yeah. Speaking of, oh, so right, remember we right, talked right, about the Olympics. Right, oh yes, yes, yes. The Olympics. So uh, yeah. they had like 110,000 condoms for 2,000 athletes. That's right. It worked out to 37, 37 uh, sexual sessions in 16 days per per athlete. 37 yeah. per. Yeah, that's what it worked out to. You could yeah. get laid. You could like. You had 37 condoms, condoms per athlete there. And how many days? 16 days. Wow, that's... that's, that's so they asked the uh, Mark McMorris, the snowboarder dude. Oh, yeah. Who's a pretty hip guy and yeah. stuff. He's probably having lots of sex. So TMZ asked him, um, you know, how many condoms were used? Did you, how many condoms went through? And he goes, unfortunately, I still have them all. And it turned out, I didn't realize this during the Olympics, um, the Olympic Village was dry. No alcohol allowed. Oh, really? So he said that compared to the last Olympics when everyone was drunk, it's a major difference. Wow. That's yeah. shocking. Yeah. It was a clean, just dry go, game. Couldn't go hit the bar or get some sake? The or entire no? town was dry. Really? It was like a dry town. Wow. I used to live in... Uh, you I know, didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, no. It's when I no wonder the attendance was so bad. Good call, Marantz. <laughs> you know, I, I used to live in uh, communities up by the Arctic, by the North Pole there, and there's a lot of dry communities there. They would actually, when I came with my luggage, and I'd have a couple bottles on me and a pack of smokes, I could make a few hundred bucks quite easily. Me and Cam went to uh, Starkville, Mississippi oh, yeah, for another Mississippi. place. State LSU game, and uh, the county is actually dry, so we're freaking out. We're like, what do you mean the county's dry? And he's, uh, turns out, like, the county line, Tony, was like three blocks. <laughs> so was, yeah, like, he's, he's like, walk up the hill, guys, yeah, and, yeah. and there's a bar up there. It gets, right? it gets wet up the hill. Yeah, he's like, yeah, the cop. You know I went up to the South, Southern like State Trooper, Mississippi. Yeah. I'm like, excuse me, sir, we're not from here. Uh, we're just looking for a bar. He's like, yeah, I can kind of tell you're not from here, buddy, <laughs> like, yeah. right away. I was in I was in Missouri or Kansas, right? And I go into a strip joint, and they uh, they say they have no alcohol, but you can go next door and then come back over. I said, "What do you mean? You have a strip joint with no alcohol?" They go, "Well, you you, ha you can't get totally nude if you uh, serve alcohol in the state." I said, "You know what? I I feel like too much of a pervert if I'm not drinking and looking at naked women. You got to have both, or you can't have either. You can't go totally sober to a strip joint. That's when life has gotten too bad." Now, Tony brings up good points. I agree. There. That's true. You got to be you got to be in the right headspace. Except, 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 I will admit, I have had lunch at the buffet at the strip club and drank a sprite. I used to meet my bookie at uh, at <laughs> I Don Knows. I used to get the I used to get the what was the place called I Don Knows I Don instead of I don't I Don Knows like I don't knows what's happening we were I Don Knows where my wife is right now anyway I used to meet uh, I used to meet our friend Uncle Al there Gabe I get a, a two seventy five BLT he goes Cam he goes don't worry about it I'll knock fifty bucks off your tab I just got to go to the back and I'd just be sitting there drinking Heineken's and he'd go and uh, you know yeah he'd get the value package. That guy was a clown. I used to go. I, uh, I slump buster. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. He get the slump buster. Good call, Marantz. He get the I used to be. Buster. I used to meet him at this place. Yeah, every, every week it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Great. Actually, I'm not. I know what. I'm going to put my foot down, Tony, and say, I think the strip club buffets. Like I, I've been at the house at Lancaster. I had chicken wings there. They were absolutely fantastic. I've had great sandwiches. People are like, oh, I would never eat there. I have to believe. I think that it would be a lot cleaner than some restaurants out there. Marantz, your take. I think I have no well. 
Like, think about it. You got to be sanitized. You know, if it you wanna... depends on the level of the strip club. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. Well, why are people afraid? There's bad restaurants I probably, out there. I probably don't want the BLT from I don't knows. Okay. As opposed to, <laughs> you know, like if I'm in Vegas at Club Sapphire or Spearmint Rhino. Yeah, that's probably a great sandwich. They're yeah. going to have a nice food spread. I agree. You like know, some of some of these other places, yeah. I'm just not picky, I guess. There ain't the too many times in my life I'm uncomfortable, but I'm having a turkey BLT, right? And a lady sits down partially closed next to me and says, honey, do you want to play? And I say, I just want the mayonnaise. Like, I feel uncomfortable <laughs> when I'm having lunch in those type of places. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can combine them both. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's true. Hey, you, smear, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, rub the BLT on her and stuff. You, you, you are what you eat. <laughs> so, on a more serious note, on a more serious note, we were talking about college basketball rule oh, changes yes. coming into yes, the NIT earlier and how it'll affect batters, and I think it'll, you know, something to keep our eye on as far as totals are concerned. But uh, yesterday, you know, the, the NFL meetings are going on. And uh, they're not, I'm not saying that they're going to do this this year, but it was brought up at the, the competition committee and the rules committee. And some of the owners like it, some of them didn't like it. And that was going to the college football rule for pass interference. Love it. In which it wouldn't be a spot foul. It would be 15 yards for pass interference. Because the argument is uh, some coaches and GMs were arguing it, it's garbage with these ticky-tack 58-yard pass interference yep. penalties that puts the ball on the one-yard line. That they don't like it, um, so they go to the 15-yard. Uh, what, what, what's your opinion on this, Tony? I think that they have to, if they do this, and I'm not totally against this, they have to give the referee discretion to call a flagrant a pass interference call because what we're going to see now is guys get the step behind a guy and then a the guy's just going to tackle him and take Again. the 15-yard penalty. So in that type of case, sort of like the NBA on a breakaway foul, yeah. I, I want to see a spot foul. Yeah, you can and That's leave a good it up point, there, Tony. Sort of like running and roughing into the kicker. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can tell. Was it an accident or did you try to kill the guy? But you guys you know? you guys know watching we watch every game every week, the level of tic tac calls and pass interference on every play. Like the defender has no chance. Well the new yeah, offensive guy goes holding. right into That's him all the, the phantom time. one they call now. Yeah. Defensive holding all the time. And it's an automatic first down. I agree in having both. I think you could have both. If it's a blatant, you know, and Buddy's going up for a catch, you know, 60 yards down the field, and you blatantly maul the guy, then the ball's down there. It is there. But when we get into these, well, you sort of bumped into each other. And, you know, in a Canadian football league, you can review pass interference, Tony. Exactly. You can review it, but you can only review it if you think it happened to you and it wasn't called. But it's garbage. And what happens is... Double challenge. You... Everyone's challenging all the time, and it doesn't have to be on one player. So what they'll do is they'll just look and go, look, this guy was briefly held on the other side of the field for a split second. That's pass interference. There has to be a fine balance. Mike Cardano brought up a good point because I'm I'm against it. I I think that the referees just need to do a better job. Anytime they add or change rules in the NFL, it just makes things worse because they're stupid, right? So I don't trust them to do the right thing. But you look at the college game. And there's still bombs in college. There is. And there's still a ton of points scored in college games. I so agree. it really hasn't stopped the flow of the game, Cam. And you're for it, so that would be an argument I am, for it. I am for it. And I, I think Tony brings up a good point, though, because you said it. 
We watch the NFL. It has never been worse. A defensive player, offensive players are instigating contact most of the time, and the defensive guy eight out of ten times will be blamed. We see it time and time again. They don't know what to do, what they can do to a receiver. Well, they should let more go. Fifteen yards, you're damn right. Hand checking and stuff, you're damn right you let it go. But you said it. I think Tony brings up a good point because if there is an 80-yard bomb, and you you too, Gabe, I think there has to be some kind of bigger penalty. But I think 15 yards is good for the game, and uh, game shouldn't be changed on one tic-tac call, putting it to the one-yard line. I think it's ridiculous. That's my take. I love his passion. Thanks, Tony. It's a college, we, and we watch college compared to the NFL. There was better games in college. If you compare the whole product of the NCAA to the NFL this year, even with the refereeing, college was much better. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is the offense, the off, everything is geared to the offense of the Correct. football league. And those 40-yard penalties are an absolute, uh, you know, if it's a bump and bump foul, we just got to make sure, though, that it's not uh, now all of a sudden an advantage to have a 15-yard penalty for the defense yes. and, and go that way. So we got to leave the it up to the referees to make that call. And I'll tell you what, I, I love these NFL meetings. They talk about a lot of things, but they don't seem to accomplish anything. Besides, <laughs> besides, besides for shake Jerry Jones yeah, down for two million dollars, or, or getting a new pizza sponsor. That's oh, right, pizza, had pizza, pizza, hut, pizza Hut's in. Man, pizza Hut didn't waste a lot of time. Oh, they were ready. They were pouncing. They were like, Papa John's is going to screw it up. I thought Domino's would step up. So did I. I thought Domino's was a good dark horse bet, but uh, Pizza Hut's uh, they, they win. Wow, Pizza Hut, right, right, steps right up and in. So Sam Darnold won't be throwing the football at the yeah. combine. You know, isn't this like? Isn't this like if you were, you go for a job interview and you say, I want to be a truck driver, and you say, yeah, but I can't drive the truck. Yeah, 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 I'm going to show you, like, yeah, the guy said, can you please put your hand on the uh, the gear shift and show me? And I'm like, nah, you know what, I'm more of a standard, I'm more of an automatic type of guy. Me and Cam talked about this yesterday. I think, like, the, the combine, a lot of this stuff is stupid. I would tell them, listen, I'm not doing your little vertical jump crap, and I'm not jumping through this and you know, touching this and touching my nose and screw your wonderlick. but you want to see me throw some football, sure, that's reasonable. I mean, you, you are a quarterback yes, after all. exactly. You know, like to, to me, Tony, I think the combine is just a big waste of time and a fruitless uh, – it's just a scam. It's just they get more – you know, it's just sort of a showcase for mediocre players. There's all kinds of game tape on these guys. But him not throwing the football leads me to believe that he's hiding something. I, I think it, no, I think it, this is an agent-driven, and I think this is a good move by the agent. So what they do is they have a pro day at his college. He uses his receivers that he used all year long, and he's familiar with everything's there, everything's set up for him. This is an agent move, and this is why they get paid 10% of your salary is to make you look good. Yeah, I guess yeah. John Jones should hire Darnold's agent. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Good call. Help him look a little better. I'm with you though. You're a quarterback. Like, I think it's I think it's nuts, Gabe. Personally, I I think it's I like a really bad it. tone. I couldn't do it. Like that's exactly. put like someone put a microphone in front of us and us not talking, right? Uh, if I show up and all these other quarterbacks are throwing a ball and I'm standing there watching, exactly. I would be in convulsions. I would say, "Give me the effing ball," and I would go out there and throw it. Well, it's like, the, yeah, they tell you, all right, listen, you, know, you can get a job on 60 minutes. You know what I mean? You're going to be the head coach 60 minutes. But when you go to the job interview, don't say anything to them. <laughs> Just sit there silently. Trust me, don't say anything. They're going to give you the job. Just, you know, you'll only hurt yourself. But I talk to me, and it sounds cliche. I get it. It's a business and stuff. And you're right. They have the pro day. But if I'm a football coach or general manager, I want the type of guy that wants to be the yes. best everywhere. Yes. I want that egomaniac, Tony, 
that wants to be the best guy at that you know combine throwing the ball. You know what I mean? I don't want a guy that's going to be confident standing on the sidelines thinking, oh, look at me. I'm Sam Darnold from USC. I want a, I want a gamer. I want a gamer. And listen, I'm not high on Sam Darnold. I think he's going to be a bust, and I brought it up many times. But the amount of USC Trojan quarterbacks that have won a Super Bowl, zero. Yeah. Big I don't like a single quarterback in this draft. And, in fact, if I was taking one, I would probably take Lamar Jackson in the second round, which I think he'll drop to. I do like Lamar Very interesting, Jackson. Tony. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I can, you can make a case for Jackson. He's, his stock is like he's an absolute steal if you get him in the second round. Bill Polian said uh, last week he thinks that he's not a quarterback, needs to be a wide yeah. receiver. Yep. It's ridiculous, huh. Bill Polian. No, Bill, Bill's, <laughs> you know, back in the day, he might have some sheets in, the, in his locker. A little harsh, Tony. I'm just saying. The guy won the Heisman. The guy can throw the ball. Give him a chance. I mean, this was back back in the day, Gabe. Back in the day, right? Every black quarterback, they automatically want to make a wide receiver or safety. And this guy, Bill Polian, is one of those guys that was part of that group, and he's the only one saying it right now, at least on record, because he ain't the one smart enough to actually say, you know what? I better keep it to myself if I believe it. You know what? How the hell was Deshaun Watson doing before he got hurt? He was absolutely amazing. Nice I, I'm glad he stayed a quarterback, eh? I'm not, that's what you got to tell these guys. Like, Deshaun Watson, if he didn't get hurt, Tony, the Houston Texans could have done some serious damage this year, and you know that. They were they were flying high. You know what? There's a, there's a prop, guys, for the Wonderlick score. Now, I don't know how you grade this because they don't release the Wonderlick score officially. They always leak it to try to smear players, but you want to talk about racism, so it was like Wonderlick score. Who's going to do best on the Wonderlick? It was like uh, Josh Rosen, you know, plus one fifty. Sam Darnold, uh, plus uh, uh, plus two fifty. Baker Mayfield, plus four hundred. Lamar Jackson, ten to one. Yeah, great. Yeah, like, that, that, so, that, that, that is right, racist. Like, yeah, because Baker Mayfield seems like a real smart guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, Baker, May- Baker Mayfield's a Mensa member, but yeah, yeah but Lamar Jackson. Like Sam Darnold, what? Sam Darnold, yeah. like, it, Sam Darnold's a dumb job. Just because he went to USC doesn't make you smart. Yeah. Did he go? I, I, I'm with you, Gabe. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's just, and, you know, the, the, you know, the, the, the wonder, like, what the hell does that have to do with playing football, Nothing. Tony? Uh, absolutely nothing. The only thing is, that I guess, the quarterback. The one thing that that's, separates the quarterbacks from the college levels of the NFL is people don't realize how hard that that uh, playbook is to learn in some of these offenses and some of these schemes when you have coaching staffs that don't adjust the players. And I guess that would be the only position I think it matters. All right, on the other yep. side, we're going to talk some EDFS. We're going to get into some best bets. Cam is uh, ready to take over, man. He's got, uh, he's I got, got a few uh, racks. Yeah, I got some golf sheets. So Tony got a lot of lineups, too. He's, he's a, got good guys and bad guys. <laughs> All that and more. Sincata's got a ton of lineups. I've got an NBA lineup. NHL notes. We're going to make money.